Folks, it has begun. The march towards two super conferences has started. What started with Texas and Oklahoma coming to the Southeastern Conference, the Big Ten has made their move in opposition to their alliance. We'll tell you who in just a second. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. Welcome to the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast Body Edition. I know you might look at the headlines and everything else as like, how does this pertain to Ole Miss? And what what about this is Ole Miss news? Well, all of this is Ole Miss news, and I'll tell you why in just a second. Um, I had to re-record my whole show today um, because this information happened, and I wanted you to um, have a little bit of a grasp before you went into the weekend so you could think about everything that is going to happen because this is a major, major story. But before we get started, I do want to tell you, thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Now, we are doing another competition before the Troy game. We're trying to hit 2,000 subscribers. If we do that, I will do a pregame show before Ole Miss football games. Yay, a pregame show before Ole Miss football games. Uh, So if you have subscribed, tell a friend. Get them to subscribe. If you haven't, please do. Um, It would make us very happy. Anyway, the news just popped out a few minutes ago from John Wilner that USC and UCLA are planning to leave for the Big Ten as early as 2024. The move has not been finalized at the highest levels of power. So what this tells me is similar to when Texas and Oklahoma, it was announced, Texas A&M linked it. This feels like Stanford or Cal or any of the other tagger honors um, leaking this story. if you look here, this is the background of that John Wilner. Um, he does several things, Oregon Live, Tucson Star, LA Daily News, um, but he's based in San Jose. He works for the San Jose Mercury News, and there you can see the website right now um, with Pac-12 on the brink, USC and UCLA expected to seek membership in the Big Ten. So that is just show you the the depth of which this has been going. And it has been confirmed by Ross Dellinger, who says USC and UCLA are in negotiations to join the Big Ten Conference. A source tells SI Now, confirming Wilner Hotline's report, a stunning but all not that surprising move. Teams are jockeying to get into the top two leagues in FBS, the SEC, and the Big Ten. So, With that being said, and with that being known, we can kind of move forward the next couple of segments we're going to talk about this. Now, the SEC, I don't think they're willing to go back west necessarily, which means if I was the ACC, I would be mortified right now because you could have two 25-team conferences in the snap of a finger, the ACC ceases to exist, and you basically have two conferences between the SEC and the Big Ten. The SEC and the ACC 
Clemson, Florida State, Miami, North Carolina. Those are the top four, without a doubt. That would take the SEC to 20 teams. But they would also take Virginia Tech. I think they would take Georgia Tech. We talked about that. There's a video down in the Ole Miss history section of our YouTube page of why Georgia Tech is not in the SEC. Me and Bryce Kuhn actually talked about this very thing. But that's six. And Virginia they would take as well. I think they would take Virginia, Virginia Tech, Clemson, um, North Carolina, Florida State, and Miami. Um, I think they would also look at Georgia Tech just to make that a conference game for Georgia and Georgia can add a conference schedule as they deem fit. So uh, that's the direction I think that they will go. Now, we're basically looking at the old SIAA or the, the um, primordial Southern Conference back in the day before the SEC was created when it was 24 teams and they broke it up because it was just too expansive for travel and it was hard to get around the South at that time. But now with travel being fairly quick and all these ACC and SEC schools, they've become hubs. You can see where something like this might happen. You have Texas, Texas A&M, Oklahoma. You have LSU, you have Arkansas. You have Ole Miss and State, you have Vandy and Tennessee, and you have Kentucky and Missouri. And Alabama, you have Alabama and Auburn, Georgia, Florida, South Carolina, and there's a lot of one-team states. Now, also I think um, the SEC might go after Louisville. It might make Kentucky upset, but it might go after Louisville as well. So there's eight potential teams that I think the SEC might go after. Now, if you look at the flip side of that, it's like what happens to the rest of them? Well, the Big Ten has to go after teams as well, as this is going to grow to 2022 teams, something like that. And you're going to see, potentially, um, Pitt, Boston College, those schools move over naturally to the Big Ten. Then there's the schools like NC State, potentially going to the Big Ten. They would join their Maryland compadres. Virginia could go to the Big Ten as well. They're, they're, they're a Big Ten-type um, program. But what this could mean is what we're talking about in scheduling and arguing back and forth, this may be a short-term option because if this continues, if USC and UCLA goes to the Big Ten, the Big Ten's probably also going to take Washington and Oregon, maybe somebody like Stanford, so basically, they're going to annex that league. The two of the alliance leagues are going to annex each other. And then the ACC is right there. It's like, well, dang, you know. Because the SEC is going to come after those probably six schools guaranteed, maybe eight. Now, we have a situation with Notre Dame where Notre Dame, their independence is probably going to dictate the survival of that league. I, whenever we all talked about super conferences back in the day, you remember everybody talked about four to 16 team leagues, which, you know, this could still go that way. I'm not saying it won't, but which league was going to get devoured? And it was always talked about, well, the Big 12 um, or the ACC. One of those two teams. Now it looks like the Pac-12 could be the league 
that gets um, chewed apart, and the others could grow up to 16 teams. You have 64 teams in super conferences, and there's a nice, nice little, um, little bit of symmetry there. You have two sides of 16. You have the Big 12. The you could put the ACC and the Big 12 up there, two, two leagues of 16. But we don't know what the ACC is going to look like. We don't know how the ACC is going to survive this. Now, the ACC's television contract goes into the 2030s. It's terrible, but it goes until the 2030s. So you would need ESPN to say, no, 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 we're good with this. Come, you know, come on, do whatever you need to do, because the SEC is an ABC Disney property as well now. By the time any expansion happens, they will be 100% Disney. ESPN and the ACC Network, um, they have a stake in that as well. Now, there's rumors out there. There's rumors out there that the SEC um, received basically a list from ESPN that said, if you add these schools, we will add another slice of the pie so nobody takes less money. So whatever's in this TV contract right now, which at whatever each school gets, they're willing to add another share and add another share as they expand, if they expand off of that list. We don't know exactly who is on that list, but I would imagine Florida State and Miami is. I would imagine North Carolina is. Virginia Tech would probably make a ton of sense. Virginia might make a ton of sense. And you, like I said, you could have a 22-team league, basically two old SECs, because you remember when you were, we were kids, the SEC was 10 teams. The SEC was 10 teams. It's, it's the way it was. So if it gets up to 22 teams, this is going to be out, absolutely outrageous. So we're going to take a short break and hear from BetOnline. And when, I'm, when I come back and I get my thoughts maybe put, put together a little bit, I'm going to tell you how exactly this affects Ole Miss because we're going to kind of talk through some stuff. We're doing some real-time real stuff, and it's kind of scatterbrained. But I did want to let you know. I mean, like I said, I had recorded two whole segments on the celebration yesterday, but whenever this news broke, I had to pounce on it. Tom Vanderford is coming up in segment three, who we'll talk about the celebration maybe in that one, but we're going to talk about this a good bit because this is the story of Friday's complete news dump day. Absolutely um, weird. Anyway, betonline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments from league reviews and news, including this year's Stanley Cup Finals and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores podcast news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. As you can see below, Ole Miss is a 21.5 point favorite over Troy, and the regular season win total is set at a 7.5 games. If you agree with that, you think it should be higher, you think it should be lower, you can kind of put your money where your mouth is at the moment. But BetOnline, where the game starts. 
March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including iTunes. So do us a favor, rate and review us on iTunes. You can give us a five-star review. Please do that. You can say whatever you want to say. You can point out every single one of my flaws. Just make sure it's a five-star review. That'll help others that are trying to find the program find it. If they search Ole Miss, the Locked On Ole Miss podcast will show up. It's the way their algorithm works. So if you'll leave that five-star review, it'll be greatly appreciated. Thank you very much for that. Now, yeah, I, I'm excited. You can tell by the tenor of my voice and everything. You, I, I am I am excited. I am good to go. Let's do this. Now, we talked about the big picture stuff in the first segment of USC and UCLA potentially going to the Big Ten and what that will mean and dominoes that might follow after that. What does that mean for Ole Miss? Well, I think essentially that means it means four pods. And I, um, people are against pods and the four-team pod, but I think they might be for it when it's a six-team pod. Like you could have, let's see, um, Texas, Texas A&M, Oklahoma, LSU, Ole Miss, and State, or, you know, or put Arkansas in there and remove another. I mean, that would be possible with a 16 pod. And the eastern part of the SEC, which we've done so much work on the West, to where over the next three years or so, you know, like if you divided them up into divisions and looked at them, whatever's going on, it'd be like Ole Miss State and LSU and then a bunch of Western teams. I mean, that's the way it works out. Now, not complaining about that at all. I enjoy the Western teams. I love the fact that um, we get to play Texas. I love the fact that we play A&M every year. Oklahoma coming to the Vault Hemingway Stadium, that's unbelievably fun stuff. They have a chance to make a football Super League here, and they've absolutely done that. Whenever you went out and got Texas and Oklahoma and started all of this, that's exactly what they did. Now, in this Super Conference era, it was it is imperative that Mississippi State and Ole Miss got that national championship. They needed relevance to move forward. And a title gives them a little bit of relevance. Especially if they were to contract a little bit. It's like, eh, we don't need 22 teams. We'd like 20. But these two want to come and we really want them. Maybe we can just kind of get rid of the Mississippi schools. This allows them not to do that. Um, because there is an intrinsic value on the Mississippi schools at the moment. So national championship by Ole Miss, national championship by Mississippi State, a burgeoning power in the athletic facilities is, is important for these super, super conferences. And it probably means they get to keep their home. This is all very important. And anybody that says, no, they, you know, they're a charter member, they'll be fine. In a situation like this, they find a way to do what they want to do. It doesn't matter if you're a charter member. If they think they can make 
$100 million more million by getting rid of the Mississippi schools and adding Virginia Tech and Florida State, they will absolutely do that. But this national championship makes it more difficult for them to do. That's my only point about that. Now, I don't know about scheduling. I don't know how it works. I don't even know what the next shot will be. But with UCLA and USC looking at the Big Ten, I'm convinced there will be a next shot. Now, this could be the thing that gets the Big Ten up to 16 teams, and that's their super conference. They just want to go to 16. You've got the SEC at 16. And then all of a sudden, you've got basically the ACC and the Big 12 fighting over the remaining 10 teams in the Pac-10. Because at that point, they'll be the Pac-10, obviously. No Pac-12 now. So, I don't... I don't know if you'll see, you know, maybe Stanford would be there. California potentially would be there. It makes sense. All these people moving to Texas anyway from California. It makes sense if they do that. So, um, I think the Big Tw- Big Ten, though, might not be done. I think Oregon and Washington might be the um, the group that carries on. And, then, and all of a sudden, the Big Ten is the Big 18. And then if they add two more teams. Now, does the SEC want to go out and get Arizona or Arizona State? I mean, that's interesting to me. I mean, the Big 12 absolutely would. That would be an absolute coup for them if they got the Arizona schools. Maybe one got Utah. This is a chance for the Big 12 to be a relevant conference moving forward. Don't lose sight of that. They have a chance to absolutely be a relevant conference moving forward, depending on who they can convince to come to them. Now, I don't know if I would want Cal. I just don't think that, you know, you already got the weirdness with Austin. Well, it's gone. That's leaving soon. <clears throat> but, you know, Ole Miss going out to Cal and people sleeping out in trees, and it's just weird. Berkeley's just a weird place. But Stanford, I think they could take. I think they would um, look at other schools in the Pac-12. I think they would absolutely have a chance to improve themselves. Now, one problem, one problem is people are talking about maybe we should talk about Oregon joining the ACC. No, that's probably not going to work. It's one thing for Notre Dame. It's another for Oregon. It's another for Washington. That would essentially be bringing Hawaii into a league. That would be a problem. Now, the ACC is very very vulnerable right now because you have the Miami, you have the Florida States, you have the Clemsons, you have the North Carolinas, you have the Virginia Tech, Virginias, and all that the SEC would be interested in, the Georgia Techs. If they do not get Notre Dame to give up their football independence that they are so proud of, the ACC could be in a little bit of trouble right now. Their television contract was not good. And as it comes out, more information does. You, you you guys can research all about that. It was not good. It's like $32 million a year or an SEC deal eight years ago. Just wasn't very good. But you have an opportunity for Ole Miss, especially Ole Miss, in this super conference to build a new path. And I think they're doing that. 
I think it helps on this with coaching. I think it's going to help with everything. But if USC and UCLA go down this road and finalize it, and the SEC reciprocates, this could be interesting. It almost could be a conference Cold War war between the Big Ten and the SEC. It could be it could be real, but good for them to get for getting USC and UCLA. Those were probably the two schools that um, the Big Ten needed to get. But because of this whole thing that's happening, this whole alliance that they started to delay all of this, it's obvious the Big Ten was doing this to delay everything so they could get USC and UCLA. Now, I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious. So we're going to come back and talk with Tom Vanderford. And, yeah, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about the celebration. We're going to talk about all of that. Um, but like I said, I had to re-record my whole show today because of this news. Um, I hope everybody has a good weekend. We're going to talk to Tom in just a second, just as soon as we come back from these messages. All right. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell for notifications and, of course, upvote the video itself. Um, We'll appreciate it. And if we get to 2,000 subscribers before football season, we're going to do a pregame show. Anyway, I'm here with Tom Vanderford. Um, Tom, I'm going to say this right now in front of God and everybody. You stepping up during the Omaha run and helping me out, none of that show could have happened and none of that would have happened. We've just absolutely had a huge month to where our audio listens are up 70% and our YouTube views are up 30%. It's crazy. And you deserve all the credit in the world. Thank you very much. Well, I appreciate that very much. And I it, it, I couldn't. I, you know, it, like we, we talked Sunday uh, briefly before, yeah, I wasn't feeling the greatest, but hey, man, you win a natty, you, you uh, suck it up, you put on your big boy pants, and you have a little fun. Yeah, you, you, you do what needs to be done at that point, I think, right? Right, exactly. Well, um, we'll start there. Um, since this has happened since Sunday, it's been like five days at this point, and just so everybody knows, we're rec- recording this on Thursday. Is this set in at all? Oh yeah, yeah. It's been wonderful. It's been wonderful. I've, I've had some. I've actually had some state folks at, at work uh, begrudgingly congratulate me, and some actual uh, heartfelt congratulations. Uh, and uh, so that that was kind of neat. But yeah, it's sat in. You know, watching the. I of course got on YouTube yesterday, and uh, watched the uh, yesterday evening and watched the parade and all that stuff and. Uh, uh, that was exciting. Of course, this morning I, I, uh, I checked out the uh, the uh, ceremony at Swayze. I thought it was really classy what Elko said. He said he didn't want a statue of himself; that he would rather have a statue of the whole team hoisting the national championship trophy. I just thought that spoke volumes about the kind of person that he is. Yeah, you remember my idea, basically. Is um, Tim Elko, Justin Bench, and Kevin Graham, as and like recreate the Omaha type statue that they're famous for. Yeah. Recreate that for and um, it would be cool because all three of those guys deserve credit. And for yeah. some reason, Kevin Graham is just criminally underrated on this team. I don't, I don't know why he's the best hitter potentially we've ever had. He's he's a, a wonderful contact hitter. He's a good guy. He. Uh, 
he'll 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 be playing in the major leagues someday. I'm telling you, he's that good. Yeah, you he, know? he has a, he has a very unique bat. Okay. Yeah. Now we're gonna switch gears real quick. That was our baseball thing. Um, if everybody just wanted baseball, it's that. The big news that happened today is that USC and UCLA um, was negotiating with the Big Ten, and it has come out since then that they have formally applied to the Big Ten, and by tonight, it could be accepted. What are your thoughts on this, Tom? I, as soon as I heard they were thinking of leaving the Pac-12, I just automatically thought Big Ten. The Big Ten goes for that TV market, man. They always have. That's why Rutgers is in the Big Ten, because, you know, it's a suburb of, of New York, New York, you know, basically New Jersey. And uh, that's why some other teams are in the Big Ten. They went for the, uh, they went for market share, where the SECs went for, uh, went for mostly for good, good sports teams. Of course, now Texas and Oklahoma are going to bring some market share. Yeah. And uh, like I read online and 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 talked to with you and some other people briefly today. I really like the idea of Miami, Florida State, North Carolina, and Clemson joining what used to be the SEC into the, one of the super conferences. And I see the Big Ten being the other super conference. And then I see those two super conferences breaking away from the NCAA. And then you've got the group of five folks and all those others that still somehow end up under the uh, – the thumb of the NCAA. I think that's where we're headed, at least in college football. Uh, I've got some friends and relatives that are huge Notre Dame fans, and uh, I got their input today, what they thought Notre Dame would do, and it was interesting. You know, I had I had one that said, oh, Big Ten, and I had the other one said, no, dude, we want to stay in the ACC. They're in the ACC for everything but football. Yeah. But if we, if the SEC or whatever that conference would be called later, snakes away those four teams we just talked about, what an easy, easy road Notre Dame would have to uh, the conference championship game every year. Yeah, so big rivalry you, with NC State. Yeah, exactly. And unfortunately, they're the media darlings of the world, so they go undefeated in a week. ACC and they're guaranteed a New Year's Six Bowl no matter what, you know, uh, well, where they'll Mike, get beat by whoever they play. Mike Golick Jr., um, you know, son of Mike Golick and also a Notre yeah. Dame grad, actually said with USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten, if Notre Dame enters a conference, it'll be the Big Ten. Uh, yeah, I saw that tweet, uh, and, and uh, I think that would be good. Uh, yeah. That would that would solidify it. And then uh, I, you just got to start feeling sorry for the uh, the whatever's left. My other prediction is whatever is left of the Big 12 and the Pac-12 will join together and form something. Yeah. Yeah, uh, some kind of a, amalgamation. <laughs> it's going to be like a media. Yeah. It's going to be better. Yeah. yeah. But I just don't think that, like, Oklahoma State and Cal can have a good football, a good fan relationship at all. Yeah. Yeah. Not at all. Not at all. There, Two there, totally different fan bases. There's also a rumor that Kansas is going to jump ship and go to the Big East and be an independent in football. Ah, that's that's a smart move by Kansas. Mm. 
that's a smart move by Kansas. I teams like Kansas, uh, you would always you can see where it would benefit them being an independent. You know, UConn uh, has went to being an independent, and uh, they did it out of necessity as well. You know, they they just uh, got through a, a, a time where they couldn't compete. Right? They they can't keep their in-state talent. You know, if you're a, if you're a I've got family in Connecticut. I was born in Connecticut. If you're a good ball player in Connecticut, you're going somewhere else. You're going to Penn State. You're going to Syracuse. You're going. You're going even to a better Levis, the quarterback at uh, at uh, Kentucky. He's from he's from Connecticut. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, they, they they can't keep that talent, and that's the same way with Kansas. So if they can go independent and play the Connecticut's of the world, they can at least have some type of of uh, chance at you know going to a minor bowl every once in a while having a winning season so on and so forth yeah i think the kansas missouri game at that point has a chance to be something as well um yep exactly well yeah the state the state rivalry and i mm. think that's a good fit for both teams so, so now that all this happened what is the sec's rebuttal to this oh i th- I, th- I think exactly what we've talked about i think we're gonna go we're gonna go try to get some some teams from the ACC. I think that fits us more geographically. Um, I think uh, the only only person in the ACC out of those four teams that doesn't want to come to the SEC, in my opinion, is Dabo. I think Dabo loves where he's at. He don't want to go anywhere. I think Norvell would love to get in the SEC. Uh, I think Cristobal would love to get in the SEC. Uh, you know, I think UNC would love to get in the SEC, Mac Brown. But, uh, yeah, I, I think Dabo would be like, no, nah, I'm good where I'm at, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the SEC, eventually the end game for the SEC, for a Marvel reference, is probably 24 teams. And I told this. We did um, shows that was like, hey, the, end, the expansion and the SEC only playoff and all that, that isn't for 16 teams. I, I hope everybody no. understands that. But I think 22 or 24 is the next step. Yep. And that would be the Florida State, Miami, North Carolina, Clemson, Virginia Tech, and Virginia. Uh, I agree. I, think, I like I, that. I, I think that is the six teams, and we're going to create a ginormous Southern Conference. They're probably going to split them up into divisions. Everybody's talking about the divisions going away. They're probably going to put them back into divisions. And you're basically going to have an ACC league and an SEC league. And they're going to meet together to um, in a, some kind of a four or eight team playoff with the winner that can go on to the college football playoff. That That's the way I would do it. And I think we're going down that road. I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Of course, it's all about money. It's all yeah. about revenue. And... Uh, that's the whole reason you're seeing this this uh, UCLA and USC move to the Big Ten. It's all about revenue. You know, each of these super conferences is going to have a huge television contract. Uh, and, of course, you know, the SEC also wants that that uh, additional uh, basketball and, and baseball uh, presence and footprint as well. Um, the SEC, with the addition of Texas and Oklahoma – 
and if we got those other teams, uh, that's a that's a whole lot of the College World Series this year from the SEC. I mean, yeah, you take out Stanford, Notre Dame, and it's all SEC. Yeah, and you think <laughs> about it: if Ole Miss adds Miami, Florida State, um, Clemson, and North Carolina, that's a lot of College World Series there too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's 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 just. It's. I think that we'll end up being. We are now, but I think this will just solidify us being the dominant conference in in college sports. You know, and you and you get with, with Oklahoma. You know, it makes our women's softball better. You know, with Florida State makes women's softball better. You know, Oklahoma uh, gymnastics. You know, we have some gymnast. I wish Ole Miss had gymnastics. But you know you've got Auburn and Bama and Georgia and you know so that, that that it'll just make the gymnastics better too. So it, it gives us a more well-rounded conference. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would love to see us expand some in women's sports, but I, I just I, I don't know if that'll ever happen. I would love to see us have a gymnastics team. And if um, all this expansion is going to happen and everything, there's an SEC network that's in Charlotte. There's also the facilities for an SEC Network 2 in Austin. Yeah. They're completely exactly. self-sufficient. They can do absolutely oh, yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that Longhorn Network, man. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's there's all kinds of stuff. And, of course, you know, uh, ESPN's not stupid. Um, like me this year, I'm going to be homebound for a lot of the football season. And uh, I'm going to be watching my Rebs on the big screen. And if I have to pay extra, I'll pay extra. You know, so they 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 know that their 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 money is made with the SEC. You know, not just with ad revenue, but you know, subscribers to the ESPN Plus or anything else that they would come up with. You know, when it, it you know if if Ole Miss was playing Texas this year and I had to subscribe to the Longhorn Network to watch it, I would. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we've, we've so, done that before, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When we played them down in Texas. Yeah. I remember for two weeks trying to figure out how I could get the Longhorn Network at my house and everything. Which cable provider did I have to have yep. to have the Longhorn Network in Tennessee because of that game? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Tom, thank you very much for stopping by. And everybody, um, get more of the SEC by logging on to Lock on SEC. Make that your second listen every day. Host Chris Gordy and his local experts, that's me, um, of Locked On take you across the SEC in 30 minutes. Make the Locked On SEC your second listen. Um, It's Locked On SEC. Tom, always a pleasure, buddy. Um, I will talk to you again next week, and as always, buddy, get well, do whatever you can to take care of yourself, bud. Yes, sir, and hotty toddy. Hotty toddy.